0: What's up everybody, welcome to the Rated R Podcast with Carl Freund, your host, where it's real, it's raw, and it's real estate. All right, what's up guys? Welcome to episode two of the Rated R Podcast. Today is a very interesting day. We're gonna talk about building a brand. But really first and foremost, uh, it's hard to believe, but there are 10 weeks left in 2019, left in this decade. And so it is time to put yourself on the map and we're gonna do that by talking about how to build a brand today. Um, Secondly, most of you guys, quite frankly, suck at running a business, I'll be quite frank with you. Um, And that's exactly what you're doing when you're a real estate agent. You are running a business. Whether you like it or not, your title on Instagram is entrepreneur. Simple as that, it's just that easy. You're running a business and you do a lot of the functions of a business. If you think about it, you're doing marketing, you're doing sales, you're doing accounting. You know, you have to train yourself. You've got all the admin work and the processing and transaction coordination for a lot of you guys. All of the processes that you would do in a business, you are doing as a real estate agent. And I need you to consciously think about this. And so, the very, very first step of this process of becoming a successful real estate agent in 2020, not even 2019, is you got to build a brand. And the reason why I say you got to build a brand is simply because you're competing against Zillow, Open Door, OfferPad. And guys, for those of you that aren't in the Phoenix market, And I've got a lot of agents in Miami. I've got a lot of agents in Colorado. Um, Hasn't quite adopted this model yet, but Zillow is out there right now buying homes. Open Door is crushing it. Open Door is like the number one real estate brokerage in Arizona. They're going to be doing a billion, with a B, a billion dollars in real estate transactions this year alone. And I think it's so critical that if you want to compete on any kind of level, if you want to be in the top 1%, top 10%, whatever it is, I don't give a shit. And by the way, I had two scoops of pre-workout today. I'm a little feisty, all right? So watch the language. Parental advisory. Don't let your let your kids listen to this one. This can be a little, a little fiery. But going back to this, if you want to be anything in real estate, you have to build a brand. It's as simple as that. You cannot scale. You cannot scale if you don't build a brand. It's as simple as that. So um, today's really the start of a series of podcasts where we go through... How to specifically build your real estate business. you know, what does that mean in 2020? And you know, we're gonna talk about social media. and more of media in general, I don't want to just focus in on social media because I think so many people focus on social media because that shit is free. but the organic reach of Instagram, the organic reach of Facebook, is way down. The engagement is way down. So if you're not crushing it on Instagram or Facebook, how are you gonna get business in 2020? A lot of you guys, it was crazy, there's a, there's a uh, Facebook expert that does a lot of business with our company, and I respect him very, very highly, but he says, don't pay for advertising. And I'm like, well, you can't scale. Like, If you wanna have that conversation, there's no way to really scale you. And, and I think what he's really referring to is how to build a brand, and so that's why I really wanna focus on this today. And I'm literally gonna give you guys, in the next series of podcasts, the step-by-step of how I started from zero, And when I talk about zero, I'm going to give you some stats. So uh, here's a couple of interesting facts about me that um, I've got no shame, by the way. I was broke. When I say I broke, I mean broke. I've had a car repoed. Literally, they knocked on my door and I had to hand them the keys. I almost had a second car repoed. Legit. The only reason why I didn't get a repoed is because I had uh, running shoes on. I could run faster than that fat guy that was trying to repo my car. Legit. I got to the car and I, t- I took it down to the gas station and I called my buddy and he made a payment for me which is the only reason why I had that car. Um, I've nearly been evicted. I mean, I've gotten all of those uh, eviction notices and had to deal with the court system in order to stay in my property. Uh, I didn't have a checking account for almost four years. And so a lot of you guys are probably at least on some level familiar with this thing. When you go to cash a check and you don't have a bank account, you have to pay like six or $8 out of every check. That six or $8 meant if, I ate dinner, well, that night. Like, legit. Like, I was down to the last couple dollars. Um, I ate mac and cheese probably for, like, four years straight, which is probably why I got freaking type 2 diabetes at the moment. Another interesting fact, I drove a Mercedes, and you guys are like, oh, sweet, you drove a Mercedes. No. It was 460 bucks, And the only reason it was 460 not 500 is because I didn't have the extra 40 bucks in my checking account. I couldn't pull it out of the ATM. So this lady gave me this Mercedes for 460 bucks, and legitimately – I had to use a, a screwdriver to start it like for like two years before I can get the key fixed. And so I drove that thing. It had 225,000 miles on it when I got it. And uh, when I sold it, I had over 300,000 miles on it. I think the guy that I sold it to still has it. Um, so needless to say, when I got restarted in real estate, um, I had zero dollars. You know what I mean, zero dollars? I mean, it was like, hey, Carl, like, do you have $10 to spend on marketing? I'm like, no, I don't. It's literally zero dollars. And I had to really hustle my way out of a massive... Massive hole, and when I say hole, I had an IRS tax lien, I had no credit, all my credit cards were charged off. Literally, there was nothing else I could do. I mean, I was at my wit's end, there was nothing left. And so, when I say I was broke, I was really broke and broken. Um, So let's get right into this thing. Here's step number one. And step number one in real estate, if you wanna be truly scalable and successful, is you have to build a brand. So you are a brand, legitimately. Like, Derek Perez is a brand. You know, like a lot of the guys we work with, Ryan Wilbanks, he's a brand. Carl Freund is a brand. And what does your brand represent? So for example, like, are you the best negotiator? Do you only work with investors? Do you work with first time home buyers only? Do you work very well in a specific area like Coral Gables or Brickell or Miami Beach or Denver, Colorado, you've got Highland, you've got all these different little areas, downtown Denver, downtown Phoenix. What area do you specialize in? Because that is part of your brand. You know, it really, really is. So once you figure out what the brand is, you need to get it out there. But before you need to get out there, you have to, have to control the conversation on the internet. And so what that means is, if I Google your name right now, what comes up? You need to control the top two or three spots, hands down. That means if you've got a personal website, if your company allows it, like I don't really allow my agents to have personal websites, we use um, something called Sierra Interactive, Not, not a plug, they're not sponsoring this show at all. But we use Sierra Interactive, we can have subdomains where each agent can have their own website. But those websites should be, you know, Googleable. So if I'm on Google, I can find you very, very easily. That means a Facebook business page. That means your Yelp business page, believe it or not, there is traffic on Yelp. And so if you Google Carl, and you can do this, Carl Freund Realtor, you're going to see my Yelp page on there. Okay. Um, If your company has a landing page, what does that landing page look like? Zillow, as much as I hate Zillow, okay there is a little bit of value there. You know, Can we get a lot of five-star reviews? People are gonna Google you if they're trying to work with you. So like, make sure your Zillow profile's dialed in, your homes.com profile's dialed in, your uh, realtor.com is, is dialed in, and make sure you've got you know headers, like realtor.com has got headers and stuff like that you can use, um, and, and a lot of tools out there to get your brand out. But I'll really, really focus in on number one uh, Facebook business page, because you can do reviews on that, and I think they did change that system just recently so you can leave recommendations but maybe not five stars um, but it's still showing up on google as five stars so do that get lots of reviews um talk to people that you've done business with in the past and ask them hey here's a link to my facebook business page do you mind leaving me an honest five-star review and make sure they say five stars i've asked for reviews and somebody gave me a four-star review on zillow because they thought it was quote-unquote authentic uh and yeah it looks authentic but it looks like you know i'm an asshole i only did four stars worth of work So uh, make sure you tell them what you're looking for and be very, very specific. Hey, I'm looking for five-star reviews. So there's a couple things I need you to do right away. I really need you you guys to update your profile pics. If I see your profile pic and it looks nothing like you when I meet you in person, I'm going to mock you. Like I'm going to get in the car and be like, what the hell was that? Was that her glamour photo from, you know, 1996? Like high school yearbook type shit? No, like you got to go out and get professional photos, invest the money. That is your, your face is your brand, by the way. So like, don't cheap out. And if you're trying to do a selfie on iPhones, yeah, that's real cute. However, it's not professional. And like, what is your brand? What do you represent? If you represent professionality, or professionalism, if that's even a word, um, make sure you get it right. Like take a couple minutes to find some photographers. Uh, And you need to have the same pick and all your profiles. So everything needs to be congruent. I mean, Zillow, Facebook business page, company profile page, I want it in your email signature. I want, by the way, all of your social media stuff. All of your links in your email signature. If you want mine, I'll send it to you. Just email me. Um, Your Facebook personal page, I want that to be the same. Instagram profile, I want that to be the same. LinkedIn, I didn't even put LinkedIn here. So when I jump platform to platform to platform because I'm stalking you as a potential buyer or seller and I want to find out who Derek Perez is or who Ryan Wilbanks is or who Carl Freund is, I need to make sure that I'm dealing with the same person and I need to be instantly recognizable. That's the attention to detail that you absolutely have to have in 2020 to dial this thing in. So look, if you don't have money and you're broke like I am, go on Instagram legitimately and type in hashtag Miami photographers or Miami photography or whatever you wanna do and find a photographer in your area that might not have a huge following, but they're hungry and they've got the potential for really, really good work. Like if you've seen a couple of profile pics, or portraits they've done and, and the work that they've done and that meets your standard, and you should have very very high standards. Hit them up and be like, hey, photographer, like let's trade services or like let me throw you hundred bucks to get some profile pics because I need like one or two solid you know like solid profile pics. And a lot of times they'll do it because they need to build their portfolio. And hey, sometimes you don't know. Maybe that's the first paid gig. So get out there. You got to put a little bit of work in this thing. This is not going to be easy, by the way. I'm not going to promise you. You know, that this, this building your brand shit is going to, you know, pay off in dividends in two months or six months. It might take a year. It might take two years. It might take five years. Guys, I've been at this for 19 years. I didn't have a mentor. It took me a long time to figure this stuff out. And I've invested a lot of money in the wrong areas. Take the time to listen to me. Somebody that's done this and makes a shitload of money in real estate, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that to brag. I'm saying it to motivate you. If a guy like me who literally came from nothing, nothing, and is able to, to make something of himself, take two seconds and listen to what I'm saying. I'm not going to steer you wrong. I promise you this. All right, so getting to this thing. Guys, here's the other thing, too. Like, if you do have the cash, throw it down and get some really good profile pics. David Benito, I'm going to give him a free plug here, kicks ass. The guy, you know, he charges 500 bucks but I got like two or three bangers and I used them for like three years as my profile pic. And if you go on my Facebook, you can still see them on there. They're awesome picks. 500 bucks, well worth it. Think about your face and your profile pic as your company logo. How much would you spend to design that or how much would you spend to promote that? 500 bucks in the long term scheme of things is absolutely nothing. That is the consumer facing part of your brand. It needs to represent you in the best possible light and it's gotta be congruent with your message too. Hey, look, look, if you do horse property and you're in Colorado Springs and you do horse property, get on a damn horse. Make that your profile pic. Like, hey, I specialize in horse property. Well, I could see that by your profile pic. Kick ass. Let's go. You know, if you work with investors and you work with maybe remodelers, don't dress in a freaking suit and tie. It's not congruent with your message. You know, so think about who your audience is and cater to them. People do judge you on these things, by the way. And like This is called the Rated R Podcast for for real, for reality. This is real stuff. People judge you. Every single move that you make, they're judging you, whether subconsciously or consciously. So present yourself in the best light. It's unfortunate, but that's the shit, that's the reality. Secondly, stop trying to be everything to everybody. And I think a lot of agents, especially newer agents, got, got this all twisted, right? Stop, just stop. What you're trying to do is, you're trying to market to too many people find a niche, find a niche. So think about it in terms of like Coca-Cola. Let's use Coca-Cola as an example, just because they're like the world's best known brand or something like that. They spend a ton of money on branding, a ton of money on branding. It's not even in the realm of possibilities for a new real estate, unless you've got just money to burn. It ain't going to happen. However, if you focus in on small neighborhoods, maybe it's Arcadia, maybe it's you know, Highlands Ranch in Denver, maybe it's Brickell in Miami. Those little submarkets you can probably get a little bit of traction for a couple thousand bucks. You know, if you wanna hit Miami, which has got millions of people, Phoenix has got like four million people, you ain't gonna do it, you don't have enough cash. You're never gonna last long enough to get any kind of traction. So keep it small. Um, so I really want you to pick a small geographic area in which you specialize in. I think that's so, so important. And learn everything about that area. For example, like I'll use Old Town Scottsdale as an example because that's really my niche. That's kind of where I excel in Paradise Valley and parts of that little corridor, came with that corridor and uh, here in Phoenix. Like what are the good restaurants to go to? You know, like what are the local spots? Uh, where's the best shopping? Is it Fashion Square? Is it Little Boutiques in Old Town Scottsdale? Like if I need a pair of sneakers, like where am I going to go to? You need to be that resource, by the way. Like talk about what gyms are in the area. You know, is it the village? Is it, L.A. Fitness is, you know, like where can I go get a good yoga workout in or, uh, you know, local brewed coffee or something like that. You have to be a local expert. You have to be, let me say it again, a local expert. If somebody's going to come to you from California and they're relocating and they're like, oh, yeah, we should go meet out. And you're like, yeah, let's pick a Starbucks. Does that demonstrate local knowledge? No. What if you did Cartel Coffee in Old Town Scottsdale, something very unique, or Sip Coffee Garage in Arcadia? something a lot more local, you're going to get a lot more traction that way because you look like a local expert. So every little move that you make needs to be calculated and well thought through. And the other thing, too, is like what other area uh, amenities are there? You know, are there like water parks? Is it easy to get to the highway? Where do you see appreciation going? You know, what developments are being pushed through? Like there was a huge $600 million development that was just pushed through a week ago here in Old Town Scottsdale. That's a big deal. You need to know about that. You know, the hotel that's going into Highland and um, Goldwater. You need to know about that. So, like, and the other thing, too, is what are, like, the five best condo developments? And what are the price points? What's sold in there recently? You know, what do the comms look like? Who is in that neighborhood? Who is the HOA president? Who is sitting at the concierge desk? Know these things. What are the three most expensive neighborhoods? Like, where's the, where's the money being spent? Show me the money. What are the three cheapest neighborhoods? Why would you want to know that? Because maybe you got investors. Maybe you got people that are in your neighborhood that just can't afford it. Like, what's a property tax rate? How's it calculated? People coming from California have no idea what the Arizona taxes are, none. You come from New York and you're like, the taxes are $1,203 and they're like, monthly? That's a deal. And you're like, no, that's a year. So understand what the tax rates are. What is the future government plan for the area? By the way, you can usually go on uh, Scottsdaleaz.gov and find the master plans or Tempeaz.gov or whatever it is, Tempe.gov. Or, in find what the master plan is to 30, 35, like 15 or 20 or 30 years out. They have plans of what districts want to be zoned what, and you should know this stuff. Uh, you can find that stuff on the website. What industries or companies are moving in or out? Who's hiring? Who's firing? You know, what does the market look like on the commercial side? Because that really gives you an indication of who's gonna be moving there for the residential side, right? You know, if everybody's moving out, Hey, maybe you need to pick another neighborhood. Hey, if everybody's moving in because Tesla's hiring and they're building a new Gigafactory for their batteries, you should know that. You need to know this stuff. How many people a month are moving to the area? Did you know that there's 200 people a day moving to Phoenix Metro? A day, a day, and a lot of them are coming from California because the politics there are just jacked up. I hate Cali, by the way. I love it, but I hate it. Who are the big developers? You guys need to talk with these guys because these are the guys that are making moves. So if you can't get a meeting with them, get a meeting with somebody that runs their development division, right? And have conversations. What are you looking for? How can I add value to your company? Get in with the big dogs and see what the big dog's doing and that'll tell you where to spend your money, where to spend your time. By the way, they love to talk about their own shit. Legitimately, like if you ask a developer about their development, they won't shut up for three hours. So get in there and have that conversation. Also, what regulations that come down the pipeline? For me, I have eight Airbnbs. Eight of them, and I don't know, you know, what regulations are going to be coming from Scottsdale, that could impact my business substantially. And you need to know this stuff. If you're selling properties to investors for Airbnbs, you need to know what the regulations are, how they're going to get applied, when they're going to get applied, how they get enforced, and if there's any workarounds. And if shit hits the fan and they come in and say, "Hey, you can't do VRBO and Airbnb anymore," what's the alternative? And how are you going to get? What's your exit strategy? So. The other thing that you need to know, what are the best areas to invest in? Guys, this is about building your brand. You're being a local expert. You need to know this shit. What are the best areas in town to invest? You know, how much is a dollar per square foot? What's the appreciation rates? You know, what, what unique building codes exist in that zip code that kind of fuel that, that growth? You know, what incentives are there to build in that area? You need to know this stuff, front and backwards. Also, just plain stuff that you need to know as an agent. What is the average time in the market? I think the perception is it's like five days. It ain't, guess what? Here in Phoenix, it's like 60, 62. What is the trend for pricing? And don't just freaking guess, by the way, it drives me nuts when people are like, ah, appreciation is about 10%. Hey bro, is it 9.8 or is it 7.6? Cause that's about 10%, but I need to know this stuff. It makes a big, big difference when I'm coming down to make decision if I buy a $500,000 property or not, right? what is the average price per square foot? And I hate, by the way, as a broker, I hate using price per square foot. And the reason being is that price per square foot does not take into consideration the value of the land a lot of times. And it's very, very difficult to compare properties that way. So try not to use price per square foot. But investors always ask for that. And so I'll give them the information with that disclaimer. And then what's the average list to sold ratio? If the average list to sold ratio, which is 96.9 today in Phoenix, by the way, does that mean that you offer you know, 100% on every single deal? You're gonna offer full ask? No, negotiate. Know what your leverage is too. Like you need to be good negotiators. Stop sucking at negotiation, a lot of you guys suck. And I know this because I'm on the other side of you and I can beat you up all day. So find the stuff in, the, in your MLS. So you know, Matrix, Flex MLS, Paragon, iRes, all these MLSs have these stats built in. Call your board if they don't. If you're on a local MLS that's very, very small, Call your board, they will give you these stats. They have these stats. What are your stats? How does that look? What is your offer to list ratio? Or what it should say is like, when you make an offer, how much money are you getting off? When you list, how much money are you saving your client by selling at a higher price? How can you improve that? You guys need to know your numbers, know your stats. So here's the thing, when you know an area better than anybody else, your closing ratio for that client should be like 90%. There's no reason to shop anywhere else. If you're doing meetings and you're doing listening presentations and you're getting beat up and you're getting kicked out and then they call you the next day and they're like, yeah, we decided to go a different direction because you suck, take a look at yourself and be very, very self-aware. That is your problem. It's a problem inherently with you. So here's the thing too is that when you ooze confidence like this because you know all the stats, you know your ratios, you know what stuff's coming down the pipeline, uh, nobody's going to question that. It should be very, very natural for you. Legitimately, like those are conversations that should be very, very natural and not forced. And you should be able to talk intelligently and seamlessly about all these stats in the area. All right, so here it is. Once you've really done the background work on this stuff, it's time to add that content to your IG, your Facebook, your LinkedIn. And I guess I want you to curate content specifically for individual platforms. For example, content for YouTube only, content for IG only. Maybe it's IGTV is your platform. Maybe Facebook is your platform. LinkedIn is your platform. TikTok could be your platform. But look, I don't want to see the same stuff on TikTok and then go to your Insta and see the same exact video. It does not interest me. Why would I follow you on multiple platforms when I get the same recycled shit? not going to do it. Here's the other thing you can do. Just for content, add restaurant reviews. Go out and eat and make a really, really cool cinematic video. And by the way, hold your camera for those that do you. I don't know where my freaking phone is. On IG or, or watching me on YouTube right now, hold it sideways, please, because YouTube and all the other platforms hold it sideways, not freaking portrait. It drives me stinking crazy. I'm, I'm fiery today, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, by the way, is the engineer here. Uh, he's the only one here. It's late. It's like I don't know. My clock says 10:30. I don't know if that's right. Yeah. It's not very, not yeah, yeah. So, here's the thing. You, you know, add upcoming events to your Facebook page and blog. Google doesn't really index your Facebook page, but I guarantee when people are looking for um, you as, you know, who you are as a brand and they click on your Facebook business page and you've got content from 2018, they're like, yeah, this person doesn't take their business serious. Go through and just type in things to do in Phoenix today or things to do in Miami today and you're going to find all the local events. Maybe there's First Friday in Phoenix. Maybe there's, you know, a farmer's market. Put that stuff on on your Facebook business page and update the content consistently. Um... The restaurant reviews that I mentioned, I don't remember if I mentioned that or not, but go to like a restaurant and take really, really cinematic type photos and have a conversation about the food or the atmosphere. Why it's good, why it's not good. How was the service? How's the location? You know, what times are cool? What times are not cool? And that goes back to partnering with local companies. See if these guys will actually sponsor content on your page. You can sell content on your page. And that's your website. That's your IG. That's, that's all of that stuff. You can do these branding campaigns with a third-party company and crush it and have them pay you for that. So the other thing you wanna do is too, have these local businesses that you talk to link back to your website, and you wanna do that for SEO purposes. And it's so funny because somebody had mentioned to me the other day, I did a webinar with a gentleman down in Texas, and the number one he said thing he said was like, don't focus on SEO. I half agree with him, I half agree with him. If you're starting out in the business, Do not focus on SEO. That is a long-term play. What I mean by long-term is I've been working on it for, for 10 years, since 2009. Today, today, this day, was the day that we actually overtook Redfin, locally, organically, on SEO for Google. It took 10 years. But now that I've got it, I've got it. We've got over a million monthly impressions on Google. A million, which is insane. So it shows you the power of SEO. It's a long-term play though, so don't focus on that stuff. Here's the thing too, video is king. Don't be shy, like I hate myself on video. I hate it, I hate the way my voice sounds. I hate the way I look. You know, I've got like a speech impediment or something like that. I feel like I'm just, you know, an idiot when I talk. Uh, But don't be shy, just do it. Just embrace it, like I'm not not a great speaker, I know this, Um, but when you do it over and over and over again, by the way, this is a one-take event here. If I screw up, it's just stuck in there forever. Don't be shy. Just embrace it. And and being real and authentic too really, really helps because people can relate to you. If it's super polished and it looks like it's rehearsed and you're in a movie studio or a a, a set studio or something like that, like right here, right here, I'm in my office today. It's not a perfect environment. It's hot. The AC's off. Just roll with that stuff legitimately. So really what I want you to do is um, focus this week on building your brand. Don't brand your company, by the way. I think a lot of agents make the mistake of branding their company like they want to brand Kenneth James Realty. I'll give a plug to my own company. Um, And as the broker of Kenneth James Realty, I don't want you to brand Kenneth James Realty. It doesn't help you as an agent. The relationship that you have is between you and your client. Like, think if you work for Colwell Banker, do you think old man Colwell Banker is going to come out and save the day when your deal goes to shit? No, he's in his grave freaking chilling, right? So, like, that brand is not going to help you sell. And I think a lot of agents get stuck into the mindset that you have to have a brand in order to have credibility. And that's not the case at all. If you have your own brand and your brand is credible and authentic and trustworthy, you will have plenty of business. Trust me on this thing. By the way, let me go back for one second. I I wrote this down, but I took it out. The failure rate for agents in the first two years of their business is 87%. 87%. 87%. The remaining 13%, out of that 13%, the top 5% do 80% of the deals in this industry, which is an insane number, insane. And so you're going to feel some natural thresholds that you're going to experience pain. The first one's 3 million. I don't know why it's 3 million. It hurts at 3 million. It's very hard to scale. Then you're going to learn how to... to. Um, assign duties to people, you're gonna get a transaction manager, you're gonna you're gonna delegate things. The next threshold is about five million. Things get very interesting at five million because you've got enough money to spend on branding and you've got enough to spend money on advertising and building an audience, then the next threshold is 10 million. Once you break 10 million, it's time to scale. And what I mean by time to scale is that you hire a buyer's agent, you hire a listing agent, you hire full time as TC or admin somebody does all of the marketing and everything for you that's how you make money in real estate guess what the end game you can sell real estate forever like you could do legitimately you can make a very very good living selling 10 to 15 million dollars of real estate a year that's 300 to four hundred fifty thousand a year but guess what you're gonna be working your ass off you're gonna be tired look at the freaking bags under my eyes right now by the way i'm tired it's late um and you can't scale you can't scale and guess what your stress level is going to be ridiculous because you can't take days off. By the way, I haven't taken a day off since September. So, a little bit of homework. Uh, let's wrap this thing up real quick. Guys, I want you to read a book, and I want you to read and actually listen to a book. So, I'm going to make that twofold. Building a Story Brain by Donald Miller changed the game for me. So, actually, we implemented a lot of things that I learned in that book onto the website. So, you can go to kennethjamesrealty.com, free plug, uh, go there and look at my systems. And you're going to see the calls to action there that is a direct result of that book building a story brand donald miller so do two things get the audible listen to the audible but go back and get the kindle or hardcover version of this thing and the reason i say that is because when i listen to the audible i would think of things and then i get super sidetracked meaning like something would pop in my head and then instantly i'm off in a different world and then i would stop listening to the book so do that get the audible read it or listen to i should say all the way through and then go back and get the Kindle or hardcover version, and take notes and implement those changes into your business. By the way, okay, you're gonna go back in like tomorrow, update your profile pics all over. And what I mean by is go back through all your profiles. So by this time next week, I really want you to update all of your profile pics. And then I need you to pick a geographic market, and I need you to stick with it. So like pick. Brickle, Pick Arcadia if you're in Phoenix. Pick Highlands Ranch if you're in Denver. Or whatever those submarkets are. And focus in on a small geographic area. Maybe it's a thousand homes. If you're in Steamboat Springs, maybe pick Steamboat Springs. It's small enough, right? Pick a couple of small areas, or maybe it's a condo development. If you're working in Miami, Miami's got a ton of condos. Maybe pick four buildings, right? Maybe it's Icon Brickell. Maybe it's you know, the Porsche Design Center, maybe it's, you know, the new Aston Martin building, which is gonna be insane, by the way. Uh, Pick those units and just focus a lot of energy in that area, and guess what? When you focus a lot of energy in a small area, very concentrated area, shit starts to happen. It's freaking magic. So update your profile picks. pick a market, stick to it, Building a story brand by Donald Miller, learn uh, that market that you're in, by the way, inside and out, all the things that we just talked about. Take notes on these these, uh, podcasts, by the way. And then create content around that information. You're going to find it so, so valuable. Um, That's it for this week. Next week, we're going to be working on media platforms that will absolutely change the game for you uh, when it comes to building a brand. And we're specifically talking about Google and YouTube. So tune in for that. Thank you guys so much for dealing with me today. I'm a little feisty. Like I said, two scoops of pre-workout. I got it in today. So uh, crush it today. Have a prosperous day. All right, guys. We'll take, take care. Catch you next time. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really, really genuinely appreciate it. Be sure to look me up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course, TikTok. And uh, tune in next week. Be sure to subscribe, like this podcast, comment on the stuff that you guys wanna hear, and make sure I can bring value to you and your business. We'll catch you next week.